you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're going to take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Ratchet Roundtable, where we talk about the things that affect each and every one of us as jujitsu practitioners. Guys, you've heard about them. You've seen them on social media. You may even be part of them. The secret roll clubs. Where where are they at, though? (laughs) Tonight, I am joined by my Ratchet co-host. BJJ Brownbelt, Chris Jesus Palmasano. And What's going on? Yeah. And Woo! on the other side of the equator, BJJ Purple Belt, Evan. Don't call it a comeback. Slim Shady is back on the the wheels and steels. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was stupid, but whatever. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> What's up, guys? Evan the show here. Evan, Evan the, the show. show on Instagram. Evan the show at Pornhub. Finder, <laughs> only fans. <laughs> All right, the dynamic tr- trio is back. <laughs> What's up, you guys? How are you? How was your week? Uh, this past week? No, the fucking three what? weeks that you've six, been gone. Six weeks ago, Evan. Six weeks ago. How was six weeks ago? Uh, you know, time is just bleeding into each other. Like, it, it is kind of true. Track. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I've been like, yo. Th- it's it's kind of things are slowing down for me, and it fucking sucks. I'm not even gonna lie, <laughs> dude. Like two days ago, I had a freak out. It was like eight forty, and for some reason, I thought it was today. I thought it was like, oh shit, I forgot about the podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it bleeds in so hard right now. It, it it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like every it's like Groundhog Day, right? It's like every day seems to be the same. It's getting hotter outside, a little bit more humid, but man, it's like this, it's, it's kind of getting to me. Um, anyways, uh, Evan, <laughs> where have yeah. you been? Uh, I've been working, man. I have been working my ass off. All right. Great, great talk. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Evan. <laughs> Evan, you're, you're still doing coal mining, right? Coal mining? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So, all right. Anyways, <laughs> well, we've missed you and uh, I'm glad to have you back on the show. And uh, yeah, so uh, moving yeah. on, moving on from that topic. Oh, well, do you want me to go into detail? I yeah, can't. man. What the I hell? I was kind of expecting the follow up question. Oh, I don't know. I mean, just uh, I'm giving you the platform. <laughs> all right. No. So I'm, uh, you know, an auditor and um, my my job is very project oriented. And I'm on a team of three people. Uh, one of my teammates is a mother, and uh, she doesn't have any. You know, that's another thing. Like, I can't fucking think right now. Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, she doesn't have any childcare. Got it. So we we still have to make all of our deadlines, but she can only work a few hours a day. So I was like, with this project, I was swamped to begin with. But then I had kind of had to pick up her slack, which is fine. You know, I understand that. But then there was a misunderstanding between uh, a few people on the team as to who was doing what. 
And uh, right before the due date, like this is right before July 4th weekend, the project is due. We're actually a week late. So we're like scrambling to get things done. And then we found out that no, <laughs> there was a miscommunication and there were basically uh, 19 things that had to get done. And um, the teammates thought that the other person was doing it. Turns out uh, only four of the 19 things were done. So four of everyone the started pointing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So everyone, yeah, it was a lot. So everyone like started pointing fingers at each other and like, you know, trying to assign blame. And I was just like, let's just get this done. So I just worked through July 4th weekend and kind of did what needed to be done and just finished the project. So Damn. now I'm, I'm taking a few days off from work. <laughs> so that's where I've been. I've just been working my ass off. Got it. Got it. Man, it's stressful, man. Damn. Anyway, well, like I said, glad glad that you got that resolved, and uh, glad to have you back. Yeah, uh, good to be back. Yeah, Chris, how you're moving? Right, you, you're in the process of moving out of New York City. Moving out of the city, yeah. I mean, I've been like fundamentally out of the city basically since COVID started, but uh, come going in every once in a while. But yeah, I still had a lease on an apartment, and you know didn't get out of it successfully. So been kind of dealing with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm finishing moving out this weekend and then I will no longer be a resident of New York city, which I've been for like the vast majority of my life. So that's a change. Damn. Another one bites the dust, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) (laughs) New York city. It's like, you know, I I feel like it's like a revolving door, you know, especially in the world of jujitsu. It's like you meet people and then they move. It's, it's kind of wild, you know, but, um, you know, you're not here for, for, a for a whole life, you know, there's some true New Yorkers in, and there's some, there's just like, you know, you, you come passing in and, and then, yeah, just passing through, but, um, damn, man, I'm going to miss you. Even though I haven't yeah. seen you in like a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get in in August and kind of figure it out. But, but yeah, I mean, the city's so different now. It's so surreal every time I've gone back, like you, you know, you guys are, especially row, you see it every day so you've sort of seen this evolve but i'm just kind of going in and getting these snapshots and it's like it's it's pretty surreal i don't know what do you guys think yeah it it sucks frankly speaking it um you know everything that made new york so vibrant and amazing you know with the restaurants and the stores and the broadway and all the people all of that's taken away so now it's kind of just like the suburbs right now (laughs) yeah i feel like it'll be like that for a while but um New York's a very resilient place, very resilient people. You know, we've been through, I don't have to list them, but, you know, just in my lifetime, you know, I can think of five or six, you know, things that would have destroyed uh, smaller and weaker communities. But, yeah. um, you know, like, I think, like what? Like um, when they closed the FAO Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, where else? And it was Ryan. Find it was piano mu- that can hold my weight that I can dance on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, you know, if, you know, th- th- there's that, that saying, it's like, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I, I, I really believe that that's true. I mean, it's because everything is so expensive <laughs> that when you leave New York, it's like, oh, this is, this is, this is great. <laughs> so, so, so I just bought, I, I just bought, um, yeah, no, I just, so here's an example. So I just, I was in Park Slope and I just bought. Um, an icy from from what's called Ralph's Icy's, 
And I don't know, it was like maybe, I don't know, five bucks per ice. And it was like the medium size. And remember when we went to Pennsylvania for that rafting trip and we ordered that insanely huge ice cream cone with, with all sorts of bells and whistles on it. And it was like three bucks (laughs) for like three people. (laughs) I was like, what the hell, dude? I was expecting to pay like $12 for that ice cream. It was like three bucks. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Ice cream's one where it it becomes really apparent. Yeah. You'll go to like Van Leeuwen or one of these fancy ice cream places in New York and it's like nine, 10 bucks for your order. (laughs) And then, yeah, like ice cream should be like four or five bucks maximum, like maximum for like, you know, some crazy shit. And yeah, you just, I don't know. It's not that much better. Like how much better could it be? <laughs> it's artisanal. It's, it's artisanal. <laughs> $5 right there. That's a $5 word. That's why. Uh, yeah. So, so for me, I was, if you listen to our previous podcast, I was kind of losing my, my, my shit and, and yeah, I kind of, I kind of cracked and I needed to, I needed an outlet and I needed to do some jujitsu. So I was like looking for, you know, a place to train jujitsu and I found one. And that's why I called it the secret role club, you know, because it's like, it's just invite only. And, you know, I got to train and stuff like that, but you know, it's happening all across, I guess the Northeast or, you know, for places that are not open yet. Right. So there's a lot of gyms out there. I mean, even with phase four, apparently we're not going to be able to reopen gyms. Right. I haven't been following the phases that closely. Uh Uh-huh. How about you, Chris? For Saratoga, they like already open, but they have to wear masks when they train and they have to do it outside or something like that. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wasn't a, a gym talking about that? I guess so. So I, I don't know, but I thought it would, they were just doing it just to do it. But yeah, so you can do jujitsu. Like as actual, long as like you hang a dream, a dream, as long as you hang a dream catcher over the mat, you know, one of those Native American dream catchers. <laughs> oh, Notice nobody wow. laughed at me. Nobody laughed I actually thought you, you were being serious. You need a car crash. Uh, <laughs> You needed the car crash sound for when uh, jokes bomb. Yeah, I can't keep up with that. <laughs> I lose my train of thought. It would just be playing constantly, Evan. <laughs> Welcome back, Evan. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's my contribution uh, for the show. I'm signing out. Later, <laughs> bro. Good talking. But yeah, okay. So they, I, I, I really thought you were being serious. But so they're actually doing jujitsu with face masks on, though. Who knows, right? Like, if it's a small group of people, who knows if people are like actually keeping them on for the whole time. But like, that's technically what I think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could train hard with the masks on, but you could definitely, whatever, like I'd rather fucking wear masks and train not hard, but actually be doing jujitsu versus like doing solo drills without a mask on or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm thinking that those masks are definitely going to come off one way or another. Yeah. Like, like when you're whispering in the guy's ear or whatever. <laughs> whispering secrets. Yeah, whispering secret mode. I don't know. Like, I just got one of the uh, the reusable like cloth ones, mm-hmm. and it's like way better than the one I was using before. It's like a lot more breathable. I could see doing lighter intensity and kind of keeping the mask on. They'd get like super gross. Like you'd have to, you know, wash them intensely, very immediately. So, but, so it's gonna be like a jock strap. Yeah, but on your face. 
Ah, oh, never mind. Fuck that. Now he's now he's now that you're like that. I don't think that's gonna work that good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thought- I'm sorry, bro. I forgot to wash my face mask. <laughs> oh. I saw this like concept for. I don't think it's a real product, but they were thinking about like you know like EDM parties, like indoor EDM parties. Like, how are they going to do that? So mm-hmm. it was like imagine like a not a like the mask from a spacesuit. And it had like these cartridges so that you could like listen to the music and vape indoors. It was so douchey. <laughs> Probably cost like a thousand dollars too. Probably. I'll send it to you. It's, it's really funny. Right. Dude, um, I saw this one thing when like I guess right when Vegas opened up and the guy was there like set up on his slot machine with the mask on, and then he like pulls his mask to the side and like lights a cigarette and then like puts the mask back around the cigarette. <laughs> it almost looked like a comedy thing, but it like it, it appeared to be someone just doing this. And it was like, oh my gosh, so crazy. All right. Well, I, I brought it up because, you know, you know, secret role clubs, right? There it's it's happening, you know, because it's like people are just like saying, screw this. You know, I mean, think about people in the UFC and they actually have to train for a fight. I mean, they they have, you know, if their camp has has been quarantined, you know, it's great, but some of them have like caught COVID and stuff like that and they're not able to participate, but it is happening. And I just wanted to find out what your thoughts on, 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 on these secret role clubs. I think it's fine. I think, I mean, for me, um, I have, you know, Justin who comes over my house like mm-hmm. a few times a week. We have Matt. And, you know, me, Katja, and Justin will train together. I think that's probably the safest bet, not being in a school. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you just can't track, you know, who's doing what, who's been with who. You know, there was that whole thing in Marcelo's with that blow up with that guy who went to Japan and, you know, freaked everyone out. Things like that are just going to happen in, in a big group of people. So keep it small, you know, know your partners, trust them, and, you know, do what you feel comfortable with. Yeah, this is... a kind of a controversial topic because a lot of people are going to be like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm for it. And there's some people that are like, no, that's kind of like irresponsible. And, um, and yeah. So how about you, Chris? Honestly? Yeah. Like the, the way Evan phrased it, listen, like if, if a person doesn't have COVID and they're acting in a way that's like, you know, at a similar level of precautions that you're comfortable with, with regards to like their outside life. I mean, there are some people who are like fundamentally not leaving their homes. You know what I mean? Like, so if that's the level they're doing it at and you're just doing it, um, you know, just with the same group of people that really does seem kind of a reasonable threshold of risk for most people. It maybe it's like a little bit more gray when it's, when it's businesses and they're trying to like run their business in private, kind of like in secret. I think that's up to the individual people. Mm-hmm. Like the person's still offering a service for sure. I just, I've definitely seen the cases where like the police come and they, they find people or, you know, the gym owner will get in trouble. I think it's different when you're doing it in like a very, very small private group, like Evan has maps or whatever, mm-hmm. versus like kind of trying to run your school on the down low. I just think like that, maybe it just adds like a legal liability thing that people have to make their own thresholds. But I've heard some of the fines are like kind of crazy. So is it as bad as like people that don't uh, quarantine, like come from another state and don't quarantine themselves like $10,000? I think that sounds like the number, but like Mm -hmm. 
for the have they as far as you know find anyone for like the out of state quarantine thing like how could they possibly track that yeah i don't know yeah i mean I don't know. so so when i went to florida i was asked uh, during the the plane um or before i got on the plane i was asked to write my all my information about where i'm going to stay oh all this st- information that I, that I had to submit on the other side of the, when I got to Miami. And once I, I filled that information and I landed in Miami, I had to submit it. But then after that- Is that, that like I, an official government form? Like I, kind of like a, like a really, visa, like when, you, when you're going into another country or was it just the airline kind of it, informational? Apparently it was supposed to be like government, but dude, Ooh. nobody was, I mean, it was just like some random person that just like- <laughs> <laughs> Some telemarketer. I'm like, what? I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get. Gonna a, get I'm gonna get an email or a phone call from a multi-level marketer. <laughs> uh, hello, would you like to grow? Would you like to buy some CBD oil? We hear you're oh, in Miami. CBD oil. <laughs> um, but yeah, and now we're. <laughs> Now we're from today's sponsor, Herbalife. <laughs> Everyone, everyone, uh, but yeah, nobody, nobody um, tracked me or anything like that. Even when I got back to New York, it just—it's uh, it, very vague, I, and I just think it's just rumors, man. I mean, frankly speaking, I mean, I could be wrong, but and then when I did return from Miami, uh, like maybe a day or two later, um, the governor uh, said that you had to like quarantine yourself if you're from if you're coming from Florida or something like that. So. Uh, I kind of dodged the bullet on that, but it's a great point what you guys are trying to make as far as training with, you know, at your leisure, I mean, at your discretion, you know, it's like, you kind of have to like, just realize that there's a strong possibility that you're going to get COVID from another person and you got to be okay with that. And then, so that was really my, my decision. And just like, you know what, I just kind of like, I just knew these guys and I knew they were healthy and I trained with them and I'm good. But, you know, it's like a lot of people after that, you know, I posted on, on social that I train and then a lot of people were starting to hit me up. Yo, where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but so there's, like there's a, lot, a lot of people are thirsty out there and yeah. I don't blame them, you know? <sighs> so what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You guys? I think that part's hard, right? Where it's sort of like, you know, generally jujitsu is like pretty open and there's definitely been like this thing of like, Oh, I'm, I'm training here. Like, do you want to join or like, you know, whatever. There's a lot of like in my past of people who just like, Oh, come here and like, you know, come train and, and this and that. But now you almost have to like go the exact opposite and you don't want to like, I don't know, kind of blow up people's spot and kind of like, let alone, right. It just is like the more people you have at this thing, you definitely are, multiplying your risks at some point so there's a difference of like you know evan putting a lot of trust in like someone he lives with and someone who he's very very close friends with versus like oh i invited my buddy or invited this guy i know from instagram or whatever and it's like i I don't know about that at this point like well it's kind of like raw dogging it on the first date right (laughs) (laughs) like totally responsible Uh, <laughs> so it, it really is up to you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. Like, you just don't know once it's beyond, like, again, right, when people are close to you above a certain level, like, if they say, you know, I don't know, 
this is what I'm doing to keep myself safe. And I haven't had any symptoms and I haven't had a cough, this and that, you know, sure, you'll trust them. But I don't know, just the amount of times in jujitsu where someone like, you know, has a sort of like debatable skin rash or like, you know, what you're talking about. I've never... I have never had a skin problem ever in my life. Ever, ever. And that's all in. conjecture. I'll see you. That's all conjecture. <laughs> um, no, or just like they train and it's kind of like cold season and they're on there with a cough and it's just like, you know, I, I think different people really have different thresholds for like how responsible they're going to be. And I think in this situation, I think everyone needs to be like on their very, very best behavior. And if you say like, hey, man, like, I'm literally just at home getting takeout, that you actually are, and you're not, like, lying about that just so that you could keep training. You know what I mean? I think you really have to think, like, everyone's safety first. Because you're a part of that, and imagine there's, like, a little outbreak at this thing. Like, that's going to fuck it up really bad for people. Yeah, I think where you are in the country matters a lot, too, and what's going on, you know, in that area. Like, New York right now isn't a hotspot. You know, Florida, on the other hand, is, California, you know, those are like ridiculously hot. So what are they? They just said like 15,000 cases in one day for Florida. Dude, the stat was like 6% of the cases in the entire world are in Florida right now. But you know, if we stop testing, then the numbers will go down. (laughs) Well, there won't be any cases. So that's why you don't need to wear a condom and you don't need to take an HIV test. It works every time. I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm good. I stopped gaining weight um, over the last few weeks uh, because I took I haven't weighed myself. Well, it was because you broke your scale the last yeah, time, right? <laughs> oh, oh my god! So I want to. No, I, yeah. I actually want to bring back what you guys said. It's just concerning. Um, you know, there's private secret clubs, right? So let's just say, Evan, you have your core group of people, you know, it's unofficial, but it's just your people, right? But then there's another group. It's like, they have established businesses and Mm -hmm. they're inviting their close friends or whatever, or I don't know, some people have own own specific gyms, like for example, an MMA MMA gym possibly, and they're just inviting their, their, the people that work there or some fighters. Are those, do you guys think that those people are liable? for a fine if they get caught because they are an established uh, brick and mortar business. You mean the gym owner? Yeah. Let's get Al on the phone. We need a, we need, yeah, we need a lawyer. Mm, okay. Uh-oh. Gee, um, I don't know. Like this is like a bit of an aside, but I'm sure you're aware of people who are like, uh, like haircut or like barber, um, going and sort of like selling their services and they'll like go to people's houses and stuff or maybe do it in their own house. Mm-hmm. Like people are, you know, if you walk around, you see people are clearly getting haircuts somewhere. And I'm aware of like specific people kind of doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're talking about before they were open though. You know what I'm saying? It's like now, now barbershops and salons are, are, are open. I think they were like in, two in, or something in New York city, in New York city. But I mean, I, let's just say in other places like that's, uh, I'm aware of a case of two steps removed from me, like in Florida, mm-hmm. where like they're definitely not. And uh, I don't know, it, it gets, I don't know why it's more complicated if it's a business, but it just does seem like 
you know, right. I don't know that the police aren't going to like knock on the door of like Evan's apartment. And it's like, Oh, there's reports that you're doing jujitsu inside. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I just visualized that whole scene. <laughs> Yeah, someone's like pulling up, and I overheard people saying, "And like, <laughs> you are doing jujitsu, and you're Jewish." <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> oh, this isn't the Stormfront podcast. I'm sorry. No, no, we record that afterwards. <laughs> Don't ever talk about that on here. <laughs> you were saying, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, uh, no, Evan totally broke my train of thought with well, that. Go on, go on with your... Uh, <laughs> my skit. <laughs> yeah, go on with your skit. No, I think it is a little bit different. Um, again, like, essentially, as far as I know, anywhere if you're doing it, like, in your own apartment or something like that, short of you, like, making a crazy amount of noise or, like, breaking windows or something like that, I don't think you could meaningfully have any liability. Um, unless, I don't think anywhere in the U.S. you're literally, like, required to shelter in place or something like that, like they were doing in Italy and Spain and stuff. Um, but if it is a business and you're doing it at the place of business and you're like really not supposed to be open at all, it's kind of harder if you do get reported. They're like, I don't know, right? Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. I'm like, because you know, there's haters out there, you know? And uh, Okay, I saw this thing on like Reddit and it was like someone was like, worked at a pizza parlor or like was hanging out at them. And when they would see orders for like more than a certain number of pizzas, they would like report it to this hotline or something. Bunch of Karens. Karens out there. No, I mean, it's like a weird thing. It's like a very crazy thing to like be doing that, but it really is like, I don't know if someone orders 15 pizzas, like they have a party. I have have an eating disorder, Chris. (laughs) That's my Wednesday night order. So don't make fun of me. Um, but you know what I mean? Like if people, I don't know, if, if five people with gym bags are going into the jujitsu gym and there's someone who's just like, you know, whatever on their case for some reason, I don't know. Cause I've seen cases of where that happened. Like I'm sure we all have a bunch of jujitsu people kind of in our broader uh, social circles yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like, it's like when, when we're some like, of them were people, it's like, sorry, it's like some of them were it's like when we are we were like waiting for the gym to open and there's like 15 guys hanging out in front of the jiu-jitsu school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It, it's uh, probably if you're doing it with a small number of people and you're not like making it a big deal and you're not one of those businesses that have like the huge glass, you know, plate glass windows in front and people mm-hmm. can just see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're just in your place, probably the risks of like being caught are pretty low. and if everyone's cool and comfortable with what's going on, like I think again, especially in New York, maybe in I mean, Florida right now, stuff's crazy. And I think it's just really like pandemonium. So I'd definitely be like pretty cautious to want to do any sort of like close up social activity in Florida right now. Yeah. It was have people of... like woken up? Have they, are they taking it more seriously than they have? So my understanding is like, you know, at least at like a broad level that at a state by state level, people are reasonably aware about like the trends of sort of the number of cases and whatnot. And like, you know, when I, I was just in North Carolina and, uh, you know, the local news, like every single thing brings this up like all throughout the day. So I think as long as you're listening to the radio or the news or hearing from friends or the newspaper or whatever, like 
at least at an individual level, people should know what's going on. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when I was in uh, Miami, maybe three weeks ago and it was just, you know, it was, I haven't been inside of a restaurant in like months. Right. And and like everybody was just kind of like, it was just seated dining, you know, and everybody spaced out pretty well. Um, the waiters and waitresses were, you know, wearing masks and stuff, but it was just really surreal that I was sitting in a restaurant <laughs> and just like, <laughs> and like nothing was happening. But yeah, I mean, most people were not wearing masks when I was in Miami, except for certain like stores that um, demanded it. And uh, yeah, so, you know, but maybe that's why it's up 15,000 people in one day. So who knows? Yeah, like New York, it really is like the majority of people, like I'm on the Upper West Side there in like a, an area that's not super crowded and people are just walking on the sidewalk by themselves and like they still have the mask on. Yeah, Whereas- yeah. like two months ago, two, three months ago, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. when, when we first started this podcast, I mean, like people were pretty chill about it. They were like, they, they were not wearing their, their masks, but now- I feel like New Yorkers are being very responsible. Like I, I see a lot of people wearing masks now. Which yeah. has to contribute to a, to us having like a day with, you know, with no deaths and like the, the number of cases going way, way, way down. Like it has to, they have to be correlated. Mm-hmm. So masks work. Evan, do you have your mask on right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. That's good. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, definitely, you know, with, with business owners, um, definitely take some, you know, really just be smart about it. Uh, I, the last thing I want is for a jujitsu owner already in trouble financially because you're not making any money to get a fine for $10,000, you know, for just, you know, trying to please your friends and, um, I guess your customers. Um, and I'm actually, totally okay with contributing, you know, for those of you that are like business owners that I do happen to stop into your gym for your secret role club. I hope they don't get reported, but I'm not going to do any geo tags as far as like my social media is concerned. <laughs> if I do show up at your place and I don't uh, mind paying the drop off fee because I know you guys are struggling, but um, I, would, I mean, go ahead. That's you, you want a discount though. <laughs> No, but right now, like, that's such an important point that, like, uh, I'm, you know, it's definitely come up at various times we've talked, but, like, yeah, really, the, the business owners who are, like, our friends and our coaches and, you know, just, like, at some level, many of them really feel like our family, like, this is, like, an incredibly tough time. And not just financially, but it's, like, most of these people who are teaching, like, really love the teaching and care about the students and, like, it's something that they love to do. And this is just, like, so it's hard, you know it's so hard for us not to be able to train, but for them it's like so many levels more than that. Yeah, man. It's, and yeah, it's sort of like anything you can do to like I don't know support whether that's just reaching out or just you know whatever you can because it really is like certain people are facing the prospect of like this may never really come back or certainly not in the same way that it was six months ago. And yeah, I think that's just important to keep keep in mind that like some people's struggles with this are like quite, quite serious, quite hard. So now I want to talk to you guys about, you know, I haven't done jujitsu since maybe November, but judo, I've been active. So last time I did judo was probably in March. And let me tell you, I grappled, I grappled with another human being and 
my body was hurting for two, three days. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's great. How was your, how was your wind and stuff? Like how the first rule? Oh go? yeah. Yeah. No, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible and my conditioning sucked my timing sucked um i forgot moves and you know i, I would go to my go-to moves and forget things yeah it was it was i was really rusty so um you know for those of you that have not been training expect to suck big time when you get back in, on the mats <laughs> I, i'm very curious to see what will happen like going back to training with multiple partners as opposed to just two yeah, because you get so condi- you get so used to like a certain their style, style yeah. what they're gonna do. Um, yeah, it'll be very. Yeah, and and I and know, I, I really unusual. think that a lot of people have been like saying like jujitsu. This is the end of jujitsu. I don't think so. You know, I mean, we're really. I, I really love it. You know, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm like, I really love it. I really missed it. I mean, I box, you know, in the park and I spar in the in the park and I do not get that sweat after training from jujitsu. It's like completely different. It's like you're exhausting every muscle fiber in your body. And like, it's like you, that sweat is so crazy. I feel I felt like I dropped like five, 10 pounds just from that, from that one day. It's kind of wild. Yeah, man, it's it's a totally different thing. I've been like running and lifting a lot, and it, it just it just doesn't really compare in the physical aspect, but just like the, the mental, it's really fun. But I think on the positive is anyone you train with, most people I think just aren't training, and the ones who are, are probably only training with like one or two partners. So like everyone's going to be in in similar boats, mm-hmm. unless you're you're like Evan. Evan. I was terrible going in, so I'm assuming I'll be just as bad um, coming out. <laughs> your cardio has actually worsened now yeah. that you're training. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be the like the only person who got COVID and like lungs improved, you know, cardio improved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! All right. Anything else with this topic? Anything else on the docket? I think we're good. <laughs> This is a cool, man. This was a good one. This was a quick one. Evan, Evan, you got to bring up some stuff. What pizza places have you been ordering from, Evan? <laughs> no, I've been really good. Um, I I eat at home, you know, three meals a day, home cooked meals. Uh, haven't really been drinking that much. I feel good. Yeah, I've been. So can we uh, post post some pics <laughs> before <laughs> and after? <laughs> when we're, when we're Post the episode. We can get like your pick can be like the main one. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, we can get a weight loss challenge going on. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, I, I I've just been like my I have a very active brain, um, and the only thing that's been like really slowing it down has just been like edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Miami, man, my host, um, one of my clients flew me down there and, um, yeah, my host was like, you know, like, like he, ha- he also has a very active mind and, um, he was like, he was definitely like, uh, uh, was using a lot of pot <laughs> just so that he can like relax a little bit. And, uh, yeah. I, and I was smoking some pot too with him and it was just like, it, it felt great. You know, it was just, I was actually able to chill. So, um, kind of picked up that habit, but. I, I'm not, I'm not doing it all the time. I'm kind of like just doing it once a week and I'm, I'm actually cutting up the edibles one or 
four, you know, four P out of like a quarter. I'm taking a quarter out of like one edible because you're taking a quarter of a thousand milligram. Edible. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's about what? 250 cc's. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went to a party this weekend or was it last week? Oh, 4th of July. And one, my boy, uh, I'm not going to say his name because he has no name. Who is he? What's his, who is he? <laughs> he, um, he gave me a brownie and it was laced. And man, I was tripping freaking hard. I don't know what was in these things, what kind of CBD oil he was he was putting in it. But let me tell you, there was one point where like I was sitting down and the sun was hitting my leg and I thought my leg was on fire and I couldn't move. <laughs> I was tripping hard. How long were you guys out there at the barbecue? Um... I don't know. I was only there for like from one to four. Fortunately, the person I went with had to go to work at four o'clock uh, at a certain time. So we had to bounce. So, so what, I was only what there for time three hours. did you eat the brownie? At one o'clock. Oh, so, and what time did it hit you? At maybe at one thirty. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Wow. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. Like around, <laughs> two, around two thirty, I was tripping okay. for like a while and I was tripping Ooh. all night. And I actually, but it was the best night's sleep I've had in a very long time. <laughs> so anyways, how do we get to, how do we get to training to, to me being a, a, a pothead right now? Because <laughs> they have, have such good synergy. They got like really good at jitsu and to invent really creative moves with really creative names. You need to be really baby. I want to give a shout out to 10th Planet Bukaki for for hooking me up. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's let's close this show. Uh, any any last words concerning our topic of the evening, you guys? Oh man. Go go ahead, Evan. Uh just be smart, be safe. And uh make sure to clean the dream catchers and then they work better. <laughs> yeah. Right, Evan? Like, you have to keep them clean. Yeah. That was the best joke of the of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, BFH. That one was for you. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> it's not his birthday. I keep telling everyone that. He just needs attention. Uh yeah. So uh yeah, like like uh, like what they they said, you guys uh just uh use your common sense. And uh, I know for me, sometimes I could like, you know, I'm a risk taker. So I kind of like, you know, uh, I definitely fuck on the first night, but, you know, use your common sense and, uh, you know, and make sure that you're safe and, you know, get, go get tested. I actually got, got to get tested this week. The lines are pretty, pretty long these days, but, uh, you know, I got to get retested. Anyways, you guys, uh, anything else? No, that's great, man. Everyone stay safe. Yeah. Good talking. Evan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, you guys. And remember, everyone can get a little ratchet, but stay safe. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.